goddamn open bar. It was an open bar at a wasn't. Puerto Rico. You nope. went to the hotel. No, we fuck went you. all the way. <laughs> Puerto Rico. <laughs> wasn't an open bar. I mean, there was enough alcohol. It's it's more the it's more the principle than anything else that I was upset if, about. If yo, yo, if I fly to Puerto if Rico, if I'm dropping these dollars, so are you, motherfucker. Come on, yeah, man. What you are better you doing? fucking have an open bar. Yes. Puerto, rum in Puerto Rico is thirty five cents yeah. a, a gallon. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> like the trees, like the, 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 the sap. The there should be mad just daiquiris yes, everywhere as you're when it was yo that maybe that's not your friend you Drink, know about that? <laughs> drinking <laughs> like, drinking medias drinking the yeah. lightest beer possible like one percent might as well be drinking kombucha to get drunk that's a lot that's a lot man oh uh, man yeah no i've just been i've been going around i've been on my couch a lot that's I nice by my couch i mean other people's couches and yes getting that, uh, that yeah. couch life I've been doing it last minute. I've just been like, yo, I'm in town. They're like, nice. what? Why? And they're like, I'm like, oh, don't worry about that, nigga. Just let me use your couch. And they're like, if I say no, you're going to be homeless. And I'm like, yeah. And then they have to. Force them. Last Force minute their ask. Hands, you know? There you go. Force them. Force them. So people are like, yo, is this a history podcast still? Yes. Yes. As a <laughs> we have not given up. So who are we looking at today? We're here right? with a with a hot one for you. I like this. A hot one. We we're talking about Burkina Faso's Thomas Sankara. Okay. All right. Cool. Dope. Which Sick. I mean, just a, like an intro nice. to him real quick. He was he was like he was a Bernie bro, or he would have been if he, he was, was still no, he around. Would've... He was him just like even... the wokest. He I'm I'm convinced that he like died and then was born as like a Portland hipster. And he's still him just and, hanging out in Portland to this day. Him and him and Nina Turner would would be made would be married, and that's all. That's for like all my Bernie bro bros out there. That's right. I'm one of y'all, and you're we are you are me, and I am you. And yes, we didn't forget it was Black History Month. No, we did no, not. No, we didn't forget. No, we did didn't. it slip. Did may have it slipped our mind didn't, for a second? Didn't have and to overhaul any research or anything. We didn't like have to that. overhaul just, any research. We were, we were thinking about this for a long for time. Months. We were preparing for, a month. for it That's for months. Right. We yep. knew it was Black History Month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't forget. Well, really, every hit, every, every month, month is Black, is Black History, History Month. History That's month right. for but, us, you know, uh, brothers right. and sisters. All right, Thomas St. Carr. Uh, so he's every- born in on December 21st, 1949 in Yakao, which at the time Burkina Faso wasn't known as Burkina Faso. It was Upper Volta because it was still, <laughs> it was still a French <laughs> colony. Volta, I'm not sure what Volta means. I think it was like Hate Volta in, or Haut Volta in, in I don't, French. I don't so Burkina Faso is like that. So when people talk about like West Africa, uh, like everybody knows Ghana, they know Nigeria, yeah. they know Senegal, they might know Mali if like they're into like some like you know, like they like you know maybe some little terrorism. I don't know what yeah. happens in Mali. Oh, uh, Timbuktu <laughs> was in Mali. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows Niger because we all were kids and like isn't that just the N word? Yeah. Everybody knows Chad because yeah. Chad is just a stupid name for a country. Yeah. But then there's like then you get up there and there's this small country called Burkina Faso. Oh, you might know Liberia because you know Bloodstone Diamonds. You might be in a uh-huh. Kanye West. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might know Togo and Benin because that's just the stu- stupid, more stupid names. Stupid yep. names. <laughs> like, like, they probably have a meaning. I probably shouldn't laugh about Togo and Benin because I probably have not. family ancestry in Togo and Benin. So okay. shout out to Togo and Benin. Right on. To the podcast. I'm pretty sure us saying Togo Benin one more time will be the record for Togo Benin, being Benin ever being said. <laughs> Togo <laughs> Benin. There we go. But no, um, 
There's a country called Burkina Faso. And Burkina Faso is like... Landlocked. So, landlocked. And in a, in, a, in a place where land maybe isn't... Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> thing that you want around. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It, there are frequent droughts. And yeah. there are some resources. Not a whole lot that I remember, though. But it's a it's a it's a it's a West African like it's it's weird when other West African countries look down on you. Yeah. Like you at kinda... least we're not Burkina Faso. That's you know, really what the feeling and the vibe yeah. is. He did his best, yeah. you know. Yeah, man. So in the nineteen fifties, Thomas Sankara's dad, he he like changes jobs or whatever. His work it brings him to Gawoa, which is the town which is home to a bunch of French administrators and early on in his life thomas sankar he's noticing how different these european children are living compared to how like he's living and just all the yeah. inequalities between like the admin or the children of the administrators and then him and like mm-hmm. the africans and the locals and everything and so yeah. eventually he goes to secondary school in bobo diolasu which i think okay. is like the southwest part of the country and, yeah. you know, he just kind of has a typical upbringing just like anybody else, except he, he excels at math and he's really good at French as well. So a little background on Upper Volta. In 1960, yeah. it received its independence from France when he was 11 years old. And the okay. first president of independent Upper Volta was this guy, Maurice Yameogo. And so this is like during the, the whole like kind of like the... The uh, African decon, yeah, like, yeah, like right, we, right after World yeah. War Two, and Africa's in the midst of throwing off the yoke of colonialism, and there's all these like uprisings and everything, in like the 1960s and 70s, we're gonna, and they're just trying to build up the state. But we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get to all that. The guy uh, Yameogo, he's he was a little bit too close to the French. He cozied up to them a little, little too much. And he kept a but number of the... like French advisors on hand, which kind of prevented him from from exercising that's autonomy. The, that's the thing about like all these like uh, like like a lot of African like independence movements during the time. They would often be like, "Yo, we're gonna let you go. You can have independence, but we're still gonna keep this incredibly strong foothold to where you aren't really yeah. an independent country. You just you're just responsible for." Uh, whatever we let you be yeah. responsible. Oh, we'll just give you independence, quote unquote. Yeah, it's but it's kind of in it's name like, only. It's like when your mom is like, "Yo, I'll let you drive my co- my car to the store," and you're like, "Oh, oh that's so God. dope!" But you're really just running <laughs> errands. errands for her. Right? It's no, <laughs> yeah, like you have no say in where you go. It's like I'll just no, no, no. absolutely not. No, that's 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 what it happened like all over Africa. Yeah, and y- Yamayogo, he kind of. He kind of inflates himself at the expense of the people. Like in the later years of his rule, he was known for just obscene amounts of corruption. Like he was known to jail critics yeah. in later years, and he was he was embezzling all this money and like cracking down on trade unions. I think what yeah. says this better than anything else is that he had a twenty-two-year-old beauty queen for a wife. I don't know where she was from. I like to think maybe she was from France, and that's just one of the things that the advisors gave to him was like hey have this have have one of our models as as a wife no i think it was obviously a west african beauty queen which uh it it just like he was just murdered look when you are corrupt bruh you gotta have a woman that says i'm I'm corrupt corrupt. you 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 can't just have a trophy wife just have a modest woman (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, I'm not modest nope. in any other sense. I drive a Cadillac right. in Burkina Faso, dude. Like, I need a woman that says, I will steal from the mouths of children. That's right. And he, you know I mean? he did it. You know, he got him one. That's all we all want is a woman that says, that hey. That says, I steal from children. That I'll steal. I, steal. I will murder you. You <laughs> don't believe me? Look says, at my I wife. Steal. Yeah, look at my wife. Do you think she got with me because I'm a good, mm-hmm. modest guy? No. no, 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 no. Hell no. I'm a maniac. I'm a maniac. That's the type of woman that's you right. want. Uh, that's the type of woman I got. You know what I mean? I got a woman that you, people look at her and they go, "That's a bad he dude." Steals. Yep, he he's, he he's steals. He does something evil. He's an evil guy. That's all you right. want. And this this can't last <laughs> for long. In uh, January of 1966, there's general unrest in Upper Upper Volta. There's like strikings yeah. from the workers and the students in Oagadogo, which is their capital. And Yameo, why don't we strike more? Why don't we strike? You ever thought more? about that? Yeah, why don't we strike? We got more? Netflix, like, we man. Need... We're too busy no, watching. No, if no. we didn't have Netflix, we need to we, strike. We more. do. It's <laughs> like, effective, but I mean, it really is effective as shit. Like people need to strike. We're, like we're if your bosses, yeah. But nothing, yeah. nothing quite makes headlines like millions of people standing in the street like, we don't like you, but we would never yeah. do it because we're too busy watching you or whatever the fuck else. I mean, well, or, or maybe just listening to this podcast. That's true, too. Like, hey, you um, if you're thinking about turning this off and going on a strike, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, do, don't, do, don't that. do that. Don't do Listen, that. We'll t- you are fine. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> and Yamayo, oh, Yamayogo, the, the president, he orders the army. He's like, yo, can you take care of that for me real quick? And the army's yeah. like, absolutely not. We're with them. And so he's kind of forced to step down. And power mm-hmm. passes to Lieutenant Colonel Sengul Lamezana. And Lamezana, okay. one of the first things that he does is he opens up a military academy in Oagadogo, which is a capital. And it's, it announces yeah. that it's going to take on some students, one of which is Thomas Sankara. And he gets in at age 17. Okay. So, so, so uh one thing that just never turns out well is just having your leader uh, have a, a military position in front of their name. Yeah, it's like definitely just lieutenant not lieutenant colonel. Which that never works out. Military guys. The there's a reason we have like military hierarchy and then civilian government. It just it yeah. just helps to keep the two separate a lot of the times. These guys wake up at five a.m. all the Fuck time. That. I don't want to be run by it. I want somebody sleeping <laughs> who understands like. You understand, like, you drinks a little too much. I'm just, you know I'm just mean? thinking, I just like, want that type I don't of, trust anybody that, that wakes up at 5 a.m. Those are the, those are the monsters. No. Those are the, no, those no, are the I don't want anybody wakes up strong-willed, disciplined. Five. What are you doing? No, I want, I want, I want, I want a lazy guy who's gonna, like, mm-hmm. who's gonna do a lot of lazy stuff. I try to spend, I want I try to wake up at, like, 12 yeah. most, most days. I, although, I would never want you to be the leader of anything. Oh, no. I don't, no. I, when, we, when we first started recording, you came out in a robe. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? Put your, put your, put your dick away, Henry. Put your goddamn dick away. Ever talk to me in a I'm robe? usually in my Pay robe. me the respect. Right. <laughs> You're usually in a yeah, robe? Yeah, usually. All most, right, maybe. Most days, maybe. I'm in a robe. If it was you in a robe or a military dictatorship, I would take military, military dictatorship, dictatorship every time. Every time. Right. Every single time. So at the new military academy, he starts learning some social sciences. And one of his professors is this guy, Adama Torre. He's a member of a Senegal-based Marxist organization called the African Independence Party. 
and he couldn't. Whatever happened to the Marxist? That's dog. right, man. <laughs> and he, 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 his hands were kind of tied because he couldn't really yeah. openly air his views publicly, like while he was teaching yeah. and stuff. But he would invite students to come and dine with him, and then mm-hmm. he could start talking. Like, hey, hey, man, you ever uh, you ever heard of a little thing called Marxism? You know Karl Marx? You heard about that? I comment? mean, but you heard the good news. I mean, but honestly, at the end of the day, like when you're talking about colonial Africa, you're talking about Marxism. Marxism is just, yo, you should you should not only get paid for what you yeah. do, but you should have ownership in the means of production yeah. of what you do, which is especially appealing in colonial Africa because you don't own the place your ancestors are from. Yeah. You're like, it's all what? been outsourced <laughs> to like Western financers and everything. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense why Marxism would be so appealable in this area because he's just saying like, you guys should own what you own. Yeah, you should own what is what is what is around you. Know, you. you should own the around. things near to you, and that you makes don't even sense. own where your granddad died. Yeah, you have no ownership of that, and that's it, that's fucked know, up. That's that's a that's a fucked up thing to to look around. Like, who owns it? Some guy named Philippe. Some guy, some Portuguese <laughs> dude named Philippe. Philippe, Philippe owns this, and he's five three. <laughs> You're six. He four. wears a funny hat all the time, and I don't. I don't like Philippe's hat. You know, not about it. The prostitute. The prostitutes say he can't get his dick. That's up. right. That's, That's what, they, what say. they say. And he's five three. He can't get his dick up. He's not funny. You know and what he mean? just wants to he spend the last. He just wants to spend the whole hour just cuddling and talking about his job he's and finance. And oh my god. Oh my god. That guy owns that guy. That's Marxist. bullshit. Yeah. No, fuck. Fuck yeah. that. You need to <laughs> fuck you need that. To overthrow I Philippe. Fuck you, Philippe. Yeah, Philippe. Philippe. Fuck you. Okay. This goes out to all the fleets across the world. <laughs> Listen to our podcast. Your name, your name <laughs> might not be Philippe, but it's you are dumb a Philippe, name. you know? You are, you are dumb names right. out there. And then in he gets a little, he gets to go to Madagascar in October of 1969. Like he, I guess he's, he leaves such a strong impression on his professors that he's chosen for this special program. And he goes to like another stage of officer training at Ansi Rabe, Madagascar. And in the in the like late nineteen sixty nine, early nineteen seventies, Madagascar is going through the same shit. Where they're demonstrating yeah. against their conservative pro French government. They're like, hey, we're sick of we're sick of the French. We're sick of Philippe. We're gonna fucking launch a coup and they do and they establish yeah. like a new popular government. And I don't really know if Sankara was directly involved in that. I like to think that he played some role or if they like had all the officers confined to the compound and they were like, you guys can't go out there. We're going through some crazy shit right now. Or if he was yeah. involved in some way. Either way, that just kind of shows you like where where the social currents are headed or what people are thinking at the time. Also, Madagascar... Um, not the fun cartoon version no, 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 no. of Madagascar. No, no. It is very lush like and beautiful dope. compared to Burkina Faso. That's one thing it said is that it's yeah, like it is very tropical but that, and not just a fucking it, desert. So that's nice. It is, yeah, it's very tropical. No, no but penguins. Also like, they're like they're they are doing a shit ton of mining, like not mining of wood, like a no what lumber industry shit goes on in Madagascar. Okay, it's also like known for like a lot of like it. In the maybe a couple of years ago, like AIDS was a big thing in Madagascar. Like it was, it was uh, like a lot of AIDS. Not not some not you not want to cartoon be. version. Yeah, not the. I mean, it's 
all that East African, like the the East African coastline in Madagascar and the islands around there, are like gorgeous. Okay, it's amazing. I bet. Um, yeah, like a retreat it's, it's... and stuff. I bet a retreat is beautiful. No, <laughs> I don't know about a retreat. <laughs> I don't know. They got great people. They Eritreans are killing it, dog. Huh. Tiffany Haddish, oh, Eritrean. Nipsey Hussle, Eritrean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 they they're like you know. I'm not gonna say anything about Eritreans because Eritreans. Very, 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 very intense. (laughs) (laughs) In October of 1979, Sankara. Shout out to all my reachers. Please don't, please don't, please don't cancel me. Also, make sure to uh, (laughs) to rate, rate, review, and subscribe. That's right. Yeah. Okay. It wouldn't be a high fried history if I don't piss off at least one (laughs) culture. One ethnicity needs to be upset per per episode. Yeah. So in October of 1793, Sankara returns home and he's given an assignment uh, to train up new recruits at a training base mm-hmm. in Bobo Dilasu, which is where he went to school. Yeah. This is the second yeah. largest city in uh, Upper Voltaire slash Burkina Faso. And when he, while he's there, he like modernizes their training program and he also organizes a bunch of like civic lectures on Saturday yeah. where he gets all the recruits and everybody and he sits them down and he's like, let me tell you about your civil rights. And at first they're wow. kind of pissed off because they're like, dude, mm-hmm. it's our day off. What the hell? We yeah. just want to play pool or do whatever there is to do at Bobo de Lasso. But eventually they come to appreciate it and they like start learning yeah. about their shit. And this is also how he starts kind of building up his cult of personality, right? Yeah. Then in March of 1794, he's reassigned to an engineering 19, course. 1974. What did I say? You said 1794. Oh, I was like, yes, yeah, 1974. He's uh, <laughs> reassigned to an engineering corps in Oagadogo, which is the capital. And this is where he starts to see like widespread evidence of corruption in the army and in the bureaucracy, and that the army, they're like hoarding supplies and then price gouging, and the bureaucrats, they're embezzling tax dollars. And he starts being like, yo, don't fucking do that. He starts openly criticizing them, like, what the hell are you guys doing? And it doesn't really result in anything except getting his name out there among the upper echelons of the army. They're starting to take note. Like, hey, who the hell is this Sankara guy making all this noise about what we've done for decades? There's, there's nothing there's nothing more corrupt of an industry. No industry is more corrupt than the industry of building shit. <laughs> Than like construction like, and stuff. Construction, it's maybe maybe waste management, yeah. which is just basically a term from the mob in the northeast. Yeah, no, like, I've been watching but, Hella Sopranos lately. I know all about yeah, that, yeah. all about that, <laughs> like, that waste management life. Oh, we gotta build something. Where are we gonna build it? What are we gonna uh-huh. build? What does it need? To, and then oh, the, the the kickbacks from that. How like, much is it going to cost? Let's oh, overreport the amount that it costs Let's... so we can freaking clean up some of this dirty money and launder it through the construction firm. Oh, for sure. And then look at the you gotta look at buildings just like apartment units in new york right now like basically like money laundering pits yeah. for like for like for like people from outside like we could just stash money then yeah because new york real estate always appreciate it's that's a different podcast right. there's a whole <laughs> in december of 1974 sankara he's sent to fight a brief border war with mali and mali is that that yeah. big ass country okay. to the north of burkina faso and they've got like a really long border and Sankara, while he's fighting this war, he actually stages a small ambush that results in the capture of a few enemy soldiers. And the press, okay. they're like, oh my God, Sankara is a war hero. 
This is our new yeah. guy. And so now he's like thrust into the national spotlight. And the war doesn't really amount to much. It's put down by a regional mediator in like early 1975. But the point is, is that Sankara now has national attention. So much okay. so that in 1975 through 76, he starts meeting personally with President Lamizana. And then in 76, he's given charge of a new National Commando Training Center based in Po, which is, which is right along the Burkina Faso border with Ghana. And this, this is cool because this is the, the first domestic officer training program that they will have. So Sankara went to Madagascar for his officer training, but with this new training center at Po, they'll no longer need to outsource their officer training. And they, they'll like save money, basically, because they won't have to send them to another country and everything, and they can do it themselves in-house, pretty much. And Sankara, he does some pretty cool stuff here as well. He's the, he's the top guy in charge, and he's training all these new officers. And when he would go visit the capital, Oagadogo, sometimes he would bring back books for his men to read, and he would educate them and everything, more si- kind of tying in with the whole idea of like civic empowerment, like he did with the civic lectures. And he got them musical instruments in the capital as well. And he played guitar. Yeah. They formed a, a band called the Missiles Band of Poe. And they played a few public concerts while they were there, I guess, just to just to keep busy. See, the thing, like, um, and this is, like, one thing when you always got to talk about revolutions that you, like, really got to understand is you have to, like, educate your people to understand what yeah. they need to and do. like why they need Once you to get revolt the also every no people people generically understand usually the need to revolt that's why revolutions kind of usually happen like people understand this is fucked up i this should change but they don't understand after like why the way they they, they go from like oh this should change so i can be on top and then do the same fucked up shit to yeah other people. yeah just kind of people need to be educated on. So they can go like, oh, that is just a wholly corrupt way, and that is not how the world's supposed to work. That's a poisonous way, and it it breeds nothing but but bad shit. So it's like educating people is kind of a... It's a Black Panther. I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, Fred Hampton. All right, yeah, Fred Hampton would talk about, yeah, you gotta gotta educate people before you actually, you know what I'm saying, so they understand what to do once the revolution really happens. While he's at Paul, he meets this guy, or he, he promotes this guy, Compoare, to his, his deputy yeah. while he's there. And he's going to come up later, but just know that they were close together. And they, you know, he, he's going to be behind the scenes, or just in the scenes, whenever yeah. whenever Sankara gets on top. And he's kind of a shifty dude. But while he's at Poe, he's, like, seeing all the poverty around him and the, how the soil's all eroded and the men yeah. they have, they lack a proper water supply and... He, he's determined to change it. And so he starts seeking out like minds wherever he goes. Like whenever he goes on a military tour to France or Morocco or wherever else, he's mm-hmm. finding people and being like, hey, this should change, right? And sometimes he's going over the head of the bureaucracy and taking initiative and building wells himself and doing all the, doing all this cool pro-civic engagement stuff, right? Yeah. So in the late 1970s, the same thing that happened in Madagascar and to the earlier regime starts happening to the current regime under Lamizana. There's just striking yeah. all the time and public corruption scandals are coming to to light left and right. And this all culminates in November twenty fifth of nineteen eighty 
the Military Committee for the Enhancement of National Progress, or CMRPN, and the acronyms are all fucked up because they're in French. So the CMRPN under Colonel Zay, or Say Zerbo, takes power from Lamizana. And initially they're like, hey, Sankara, you want want in? And initially he's like, no, it's just not the right time for this. We're not ready as a nation. We've got some internal improvements that we got to undertake. We should yeah. hold off for a little bit, but they kind of force him into the into playing an active role in the new government. And uh, January of 1981, he's made head of the army's operational division, and then in September of 1981, he becomes minister of information, which is in charge of basically speaking and corresponding with the press. I always like a guy who like doesn't want to be involved. That's yeah. always a friend. That's always a guy I like. Yeah, I mean, you, they always say like the guy who doesn't want power is the one who deserves it the most. Is there's kind no. of playing that, playing the line between I don't like that. between stepping down and being like, no, nah, I don't think I'm the right man for the guy because that just shows modesty and humility. I used to, look. I don't want to run the city of Houston, and I shouldn't. That's a good point. All yeah, right? <laughs> but there's a lot of people who think they should. And also shouldn't. Yeah. And they're for also, sure. like, not the guys. One thing that for he sure. does, just to kind of differentiate himself as a as a, as a a bureaucrat or as a minister, is that he shows how close he is to the people on a number of different occasions. He rides his bike to work. And so he could very well, like, take a car and get inside wow. one of these, these government-appointed, government or these, these limousines that are reserved for the government specifically, to go to and from work, but he, he rides his bike. He's like, saves on gas, saves on money. What the hell do I need that limo for? It's doing nothing for us. And another thing he did wow. is he encouraged the press to report what they saw. And he didn't, like, propagandize the press and just make it a mouthpiece for whatever the government was saying. He's like, yo, yeah. just go out there and report what it's what it's actually like. And as it, di- as it does, it, it results in the exposure of, like, a lot of public corruption scandals and... That's, that's not good. <laughs> the the, uh, the they what do they call they call the press the fourth uh, not the fourth the fourth column but like or the, the fourth fifth, column, fifth column something like that. I'm not no, sure. No, fifth that column's is. like that's like espionage. A, I thought it was like a spy yeah. es- espionage stuff. Well, the the, the a, a free press is like super important to like having like a good a good government. Yeah. Because but I imagine I imagine you got. You gotta trust them. A lot of people don't trust the press yeah. right now. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, they're, they're I instrument mean, of transparency. But here, here, yeah. Sankara is a government-appointed minister who's advocating that the government be transparent through the press. And I imagine yeah. there's other ministers in, in the cabinet, and other people around him, like, "Yo, what the hell are you doing?" That's yeah, not because what the doing, press is supposed to. That's not what the press is for. They're doing that whole thing that they were that people when we talked about at the beginning. They're like, yo, I, I, it was fucked up that they were on top, but now I'm now on top. I'm on and top. I'm doing the fuck now I'm going to exact my I'm revenge. Doing fuck, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do the same I'm thing. I'm going to do the fucked up doing. shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure, bro. So <laughs> this, this all, you know, as just kind of following the natural cycles of all this, you've got a regime. They, they're initially popular. People like them. They're administering reforms and everything. And then it slowly starts to yeah. fall apart. And this regime fall apart in late 1981, early 1982. They're like the government, they're arresting students and cracking down on union strikes and everything. Mm-hmm. And eventually Sankara, he's like, I don't want any part of this. He steps down from yeah. government April 12th of 1982, and he publicly criticizes the government for only serving the, quote, interests of a minority over those of the public. 
And then a few days wow. later, he's arrested by the government because they fear his influence. And this doesn't really... He's the man. He's the man. He's, he's the, the man. They, he's the man. And they know he's the man. They're like... Speaking truth to power. Real. That's all you got to do, Doug. That's really all you have to do. All you, you don't need to start a podcast. You don't need to... You don't need to... You don't need to have a dope social media. You don't need to do any of that. All you need to do is speak truth to yeah, power. Just be now, the realest guy in the room. You want to learn how to do that? Yeah. You need to listen to a podcast. That's right. It's called Harsh Right That's History. right. This is the one you're currently listening to. You already took in the first step. Hey, Congratulations. You you're doing it. You're on you know? your way. We're giving you an inspirational story so you can go out and, and, and uh, be annoying to, to your Speak friends. That's right. And correct people. Yeah. Correct people at <laughs> yeah. office parties. Correct people. There you go. At the friends. No, 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 no. Tom Sakara. No, no, no. I know. Yep. No, no, no. You want to talk yeah. about Burkina Faso in the 80s. Oh. You dumbass. Let me tell you. <laughs> you don't even know about Burkina Faso in the 80s. Do you even know where Burkina you? Faso is? It's mm. you, you, mm. you're, you're not a real, you're not, you're not, that's smart what's wrong me. with America is people aren't out that's there learning it. their oh, shit, man. There we go. There we go. Ain't, ain't educating themselves. Yeah, you gotta educate yourself, dog. But here we are, you we're like it. Sankara, giving you textbooks, organizing your you civic lectures, We're right? doing stuff. We're doing. We're doing things. We're, we're civically doing. engaging with the public, doing our we're civic engaging duty, it. right? Engage. I just hope nobody throws a coup against us. Well, actually, that would be kind of like that would be legit, wouldn't it? That would be. You think we could be big enough for a coup one day? That's the dream, isn't it? Yeah, that's the dream. (laughs) Speaking of coups, on November seventh of nineteen eighty-two, a coup takes place against the CMRPN government, and they replace it for the Council for the Welfare of the People, which is either CSP or CWP, either one. And Sankara, he's initially against this one as well because he's like, yo, you guys yeah. don't even have a political platform. You guys just want the power, but you don't know what you want to do with it. And they're like, okay, yeah. sure, maybe, but are you still going to like, you still going to help us out? And he's like, yeah. And so he goes and he's speaking at schools to union members. And you got to speak to the kids. You got to talk to the you gotta kids. Speak to the, you got to talk to the unions. Gotta to you got to make sure that you're close with the people. And then you gotta speak to the Teamsters. January, you gotta you gotta, you gotta make sure you got that TA support. You know, TA lobby is real. Okay, it's real. It's very real. <laughs> they control the appropriate. They control the world. Uh, they actually, uh, look, and I don't know much about Teamsters. I don't know much about unions because I am from Texas. But and if one thing uh, the Martin Scorsese movie taught me is. Uh, that's just the mob. That's just the mob. That's all, it's, <laughs> it's all the mob. Construction's the mob. <laughs> everything. Garbage everything is the mob. the mob. Unions are the mob. It's all the mob. Do not cross. Do them. not cross. <laughs> Do not cross. Them. <laughs> On January 10th of 1983, he's made prime minister under President Uadraogo. And okay. then in late, fe- one of the first things that he does as prime minister is in late February of 1983. He makes a state visit to Muammar Gaddafi of Boom. Libya. Muammar, he's everywhere. Popping up. Don't you ever forget about nope. him. He's everywhere you've ever wanted to go. <laughs> he was the man. He was like, he, they looked up to him, you know. And he, he's promising aid, and it's said in the book. He's in, he's in your dreams. He's in oh, your sorry. dreams. It's said in the, in the book that he, he, he pressed Sankara to accept his views on government. <laughs> Which basically means yeah. like, yo, you you read the Green Book, 
You know? Yo, no, he wasn't pressing. That's just that's, that's just that's just, that's just his Mumar, natural posture. Get, yeah. getting down. <laughs> He's just with on you. you. Like, yo, you heard the good news. You heard, dope glasses. You heard about the third <laughs> universal theory. Let me break it down for you. Hey, you, hey, you, uh, after this, uh, you're about to take a shower and you hear something in your bathroom. You pull the curtain back. It's just Momar with the green book <laughs> trying to give you, <laughs> that, to give you that knowledge, knowledge. man. That's right. <laughs> so he also cozies up to Fidel Castro at this uh, a meeting on March 1983. It was a non-aligned meeting in New Delhi. It's basically non-aligned meaning. It's like, hey, we don't fuck with the U.S. We also don't fuck with the USSR. Let's form our own yeah. cool little club. And he represents Upper Volta, or sorry, Upper Volta there, and he gets, he gets okay. you know, him. It's said that uh, him and Fidel, they were, they were kind of close, like they became Fidel, friends at this meeting. Fidel is like, uh, he has his own. There's a lot of things that Fidel did. I don't know. Want to hear from the Cubans right yeah. now? Calm down, <laughs> South Florida. But like Fidel was for revolutionary movements. He was more actually doing what Momar wanted yeah. to do. Yeah, he was putting the, pressing. You know, you want to you have a revolution in Africa or South America? Fidel's throw you this cash. He's you know got I mean? you. And so here you just kind of see him. He's cozying up to other Cold War figures, such as mm-hmm. like you know Castro and Muammar Gaddafi. Everybody, he's getting in with the yeah. big dogs, you know. But he's yeah. still not really attracting too much international attention. Because he's still just president of Burkina Faso. The only person who's really interested in him is France, where he's not really on yeah. like U.S. radars or anything like that quite yet. Yeah. And then the the fact that he's more liked by the public, he starts to upstage the president as prime minister in like late March of 1983 is the first instance where he's giving a speech in the capital, and he, he's kind of known for his call and response techniques. And so he's getting the crowd like mega pumped, you know, he's like, what do we want? Revolution or whatever. And they're just screaming their heads off. Right. And he leaves the stage and uproarious applause. And then the president, he's off in the wings, kind of like, oh, shit, I have to follow that. Jesus, I don't want to go after this guy. Oh, my God. There's no way I can fill his shoes. Right. And somebody does stand up. No, you. Yep. That's a big task. That's a big task. I got to follow him. You know, you know, people. It's it's Henry. I know you go through that a lot oh, yeah. because oh yeah, often crowds like everybody <laughs> but you. I consider that a strength instead of a weakness. Just hitting <laughs> hitting a different market. You know, yeah. I'd rather have people love me or hate me. Never indifferent. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I can I can feel that, and it, it's kind of clear who the public likes better after 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 that, right? And the For same sure. thing happens <laughs> in May of 1983. He's speaking at Bobo Dilasu, and then the president, he goes up for his set, and people are just like... It's not a set, it's a it's, speech. You know, same shit, same shit. He does his set. My man's having flashbacks. <laughs> and people are heckling him, and they're just yeah. like, Sankara! Sankara! Uh-huh. Like, we want the other guy. We like the other guy better. Yeah. What are you doing? And yeah. then a few days after that, these French envoys under President Mitterrand arrived, and they arrest Sankara. And there's like a light coup that goes on to where the French, they start to promise generous financial aid to the, yeah. the current president as long as Sankara is like kept in military prison. 
That's a that's what they do, man. That's, that's a fake ass shit. Like instead of working yeah. on his own shit, instead of becoming a better and more dynamic and engaging speecher, he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna have that guy arrested. Fuck him. That's what you do, dog. You just get him. I mean, arrested. I guess I live a lot of a lot of people. I wish I could have arrested. Oh yeah, oh yeah. A lot of people I wish would uh, move. That'd be that'd be nice. Because then I can move up. You know, that, that frees up internal the, beef. Frees up the <laughs> channels. <laughs> a lot of internal beef. Yeah. Could just... <laughs> no, I'm not going to get better. I'm just... I I'm just, just going to wait for you to drop off. That's to uproot just a, your life just and a, get out of here. It's just a waiting game, you know? Yeah. But this does not end well in the in the political game as opposed to the comedy game, I guess. I don't know. On, like, May 20th <laughs> or 21st, like, the night of... Those two days, 20th and 21st of May... There's protests in the Capitol, and people are taken to the streets. They're just like, free Sankara! And then from prison, he's I'll, heard I'll about all this. I hope it sounded like that. It's just like these incredibly black West Africans just like, free Sankara! <laughs> he's in prison, and he, he yeah. gathers his advisors around him, and he starts deciding, okay, you're going to get this post, you're going to get that post. They're mm-hmm. distributing all the offices, and also building a political platform, which is something that the other two previous governments that Sankara witnessed pass, they yeah. didn't do that. But here he is like, no, we're going to learn from their mistakes. Here's what we're going to implement once we get into power. And then they launched their own coup, like Sankara's coup, on August 4th of 1983. They formed mm-hmm. the National Council of the Revolution, or the CNR. The coup itself is relatively bloodless, and they established new government with Sankara at its head. At this time, he is aged 33. Bloodless, bloodless coup? Okay, 33. Wow. Bloodless, uh, bloodless coup or bloody coup? Which one do you like better? Ooh. I mean... Because bloodless, yeah... Yeah, I, I like that. That's efficient, but bloody... Bloody coup makes kind of for better ones. headlines. Better headlines. More international better, attention with a, with a bloody coup, you know? Which is a, not something you need as a West African no, country. I like, like, if you're I in the like, news, it's bad. <laughs> if I were reading about a coup, I want it to be a bloody coup. If I okay. am involved in a coup, I want it to be a bloodless coup. I'm, I'm the that? opposite. I'm all for saving. You want to be in a. You want to read about the blood, bloodless coups, but be yeah. in the bloody coups. I'm all about. I'm all about blood. That's a little thing about me, dog. I'm all about that violence. All about that. All violent, them violent, violent video games, man. Violent Too many violent individual. video games. I was playing Halo at eight. Come on, dog. Okay, just socialize in a culture of energy swords. Coagulation or whatever that shit's called. I don't know. That Halo bat, uh, Battlescape. All right. Yeah, somebody just like turned off this podcast because <laughs> they loved Halo and they're like, yo, fuck these idiots. <laughs> Log it on right now. Log it on, bro. Does Halo even exist still? Everybody, everybody moved to COD. Yeah, everybody moved to Call of Duty. Shit. Speaking of calling people to duty. <laughs> this shit's crazy. Thomas Sankara, what, so one of the coolest things. <laughs> Dude, we got transitions we got on transi- this podcast. We got everything, man. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that his government was most known for was getting the people involved in building up the infrastructure. And that was accomplished through these things called Committees for the Defense of the Revolution, or CDRs. Yeah. And he would just get like labor union officials or just groups of people and organize them under various CDRs in, like, the countryside and wherever else, just spread throughout the country. 
and he would sure. call on these people. He'd like, okay, you guys are going to gravel this road. You guys are going to dig this irrigation canal. You guys are going to clean up the hospital. You guys are going to build a new school. And these were like yeah. immensely successful, just calling on the people themselves as opposed to like, you know, outsourcing it to, to the West or anything like that or relying on Western aid. He's like, no, we're going to do it ourselves from the ground up. And that, they that did. give you the technical knowledge once you've done it and you put trust in your people to do it it might not get it done as officially the first time like it might might be efficient but yeah you actually the actual knowledge which is invaluable is 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 that's what you get and that's the most important part yeah and and you're not like beholden to western capitalists for you know they're not charging you all these interest or like super high interest rates that you now have to pay back on this loan you took out to build these schools How's a wrench? Thirty-eight dollars for real? Yeah, like they're, they're just that little know. shit. Like a wrench is thirty-eight. All nails are fifteen dollars. Oh, that's 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 the nail. shipping. Like, that's the shipping yeah. that it takes to there's get no the wrench sh- over here. Shipping? What? Like no, this is not. They just tax you, bro. Yeah, you know, they break it down. It's like yo, this is insane. It's like yo, everybody's gotta get a taste. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm paying that's, I'm paying I'm paying fucking twelve dollars a nail over here. Twelve dollars a ridiculous. nail. Ridiculous. Taste. What are these nails made out of? These are just get, these silver nails? No, because they come Solid from <laughs> eastern France where, yeah. the, where the French nail mob has got to get a you taste. You got to get that markup. The, yeah, that's right. And then the the shipping mob has got to get their taste. And you know what I mean? And Everybody then like somebody's uncle has to get their taste. everybody got to get a taste. You know what I mean? You know who else all got about. Fidel Castro got a taste. Okay, geez, he got a these taste. Tra- these transitions the, are so wild. <laughs> I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, your transition game is on improving. Point, getting, <laughs> it's improving okay. since since this is the first couple of. <laughs> uh, five months later, and I think it's five months. Yeah, five months in December of 1983, they um, Castro and Sankara they sign a scientific, economic, and technical cooperation agreement. So anything so that, that Cuba knows, Burkina Faso is going to know, and anything that Burkina Faso knows, you know, fucking Cuba is going to know. And Cuba, they it, send a few envoys over to yeah. to Burkina Faso to like help it develop and help modernize and everything. And so they're strengthening and ties of cooperation. Surprisingly, Cuba knows a shit ton about yeah. healthcare. They know a shit ton about like nobody would have guessed. Not nobody cars. wants to credit Cuba. Yeah, nope. They don't know a lot about cars. They're still driving the cars from the fifties, but healthcare. They know. They know a lot that we don't. Yeah, I mean, they had more people involved in bloody battles. I don't know if that's. No, they were they had their healthcare system like world renowned. Like Cuban doctors go everywhere when there's like a crisis or anything, like huh. a, like a hurricane hits in South America or Latin America. Cuban doctors will show up, that. and Cuban doctors people go to Cuba for uh, a lot of like surgeries and stuff and like more healthcare. Than, yeah, I, okay, I was about to say more than just plastic surgeries, but that's Brazil, right? Mm, I don't know what's the that's like. Plastic just my answer, Miami, Miami, dog. That's okay. Miami. Come on, Which is also gotta, full of Cuban doctors, right? Yeah, I, feel, mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know what's in Miami. I've never <laughs> been to Miami. You know I don't mean? And know that's if just, I want to go. That's just me denying ever having been to Miami. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. I don't, people don't need to know that. Who knows, man? Maybe I know a couple of Cubans, a couple of Colombians. Maybe I've been to Miami. All right, let's not talk about that. Right. Another thing Thomas Sankar does is he actually changes the name of the country. They get rid of that Upper Volta shit. They're like, no, that's French yeah. colonial. We're not about that anymore. That and French August, colonial bullshit. That fr- we're, we're done with it. 
So a year yeah. later, a year like celebrating the year anniversary of Sankara's government in August 1984, Upper Volta becomes Burkina Faso. Burkina and the Faso. name Burkina Faso is actually a mixture of two indigenous languages like native to Burkina Faso. It's meant to mean the land of the upright people. And so it's That's a, beautiful. I agree. It's a way he starts kind of like consolidating yeah. national identity. And he's like, no, nah, I don't care what like tribal ethnicity you are. You are Burkinabi. You are a member of Burkina Faso. This is a new mm-hmm. nation that we're building up. We we the are one, all one people. The land of the stand up motherfuckers. Land that's, of the stand up mother motherfuckers. of the, that's, the righteous dudes. Righteous. Okay, that's a little worse. Righteous dudes. Righteous is, dudes. Land of sounds the, like a gang from Venice Beach in '78. Yeah, I was gonna say right. <laughs> I was gonna say righteous homies, but I didn't. I didn't want to try. Yeah, no, don't <laughs> overstep your bounds. You already tried to sing righteous a Negro spiritual on the air yeah, one I time. I would just like you know, let me play it safe this time. Another thing that Sankara did that is applaudable is in next month, September of 1984, he launched a vaccination campaign, and he wanted to vaccinate the Burkinabi children against like measles meningitis and yellow fever and this one was supported by unicef and typically there were like eighteen thousand to fifty thousand deaths per year due to these diseases but not that year because of the vaccination campaign but doesn't that mean that everybody on burkina faso now has down syndrome oh 100 percent oh oh no 100 percent no yeah Oh no, they fucking don't. They were Take fucking your vaccinate fine. your fucking kids. Yeah, <laughs> They're doing this in a developing country thirty six years ago and we're still grappling with this right now. Vaccin that wasn't very woke of Sankara. I'm gonna say that's the least hip thing about Sankara Yo, is that he was pro vaccination. Stop listening to doctors on Facebook. They're they, on Facebook. Just because doctors. you read one BuzzFeed article does not mean you know more than a doctor. Trust the exactly. experts. Yes, you can Trust ask your questions, but you did not go to medical school. You didn't. You you were you were smoking weed. You were getting the rest high. Of us. You were fucking taking rips out of your bong with your with, shithead. I I'm the shithead. I was next. To he you. was there. All I right? was there. You don't know stuff, Zach. And he always wanted to tell you you need to learn how to clear the bong. You need to clean the yeah, bong. You need to flush the toilet. Okay, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? I, clear the on, bong. I don't want all that dirty ass smoke. Extra bong smoke. What are you mm-hmm. doing, dog? Mm-hmm. I don't want to clean your own bong. I don't want to. I don't exactly. want your hit. That's your hit. You need to take exactly. the whole thing. Vaccinate exactly. your children, and take the whole hit. Okay. Clear the bong. Vaccinate clear your kids. Clear the bong. That's what... Vaccinate your kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all you got to know. <laughs> Be a good human. That's, uh, that's <laughs> those two things. You'll go far in life. Another thing is uh, October third of nineteen eighty four. So he's this is part of his trip to the UN. I think he went to the UN in like September of October of nineteen eighty four, and he tagged on like a little side journey while he was in New York. He went to the Harriet Tubman School in Harlem. And he spoke in front of like 500 black students. And again, he's like wow. getting them all pumped and everything. He's doing his call and response techniques. And at one point, this is my favorite. He says that he is, quote, ready for imperialism. And then he just pulls out a gun on stage. And the audience like laughs because he's like willing to go to war if they try to colonize him. But it's just crazy nope. that he would be at a school and just pull out a gun. No, which would never is, uh, fly today. I don't think. No, I mean, I wouldn't fly today, but specifically... 
I don't think they laughed at him because he pulled out. They're like, oh, he's trying to fight imperialism with a pistol. No, I think it's it was Harlem in 1984. Yeah. yeah. Crack had just hit. Those kids were like, yo, I have a bigger gun. Yeah. Oh, that, that's cute. <laughs> like, that's cute. That little thing that he just puts it out. That pistol is cute. Yo, your French accent, cute, dog. You ever sold rock cocaine <laughs> in Harlem in the 80s, dog? Look at my gold chain. It's worth more than your country. It's worth more. <laughs> Damn, that's, that's harsh. <laughs> the next day, October 4th, he just unleashes this tirade against the West, particularly against, like, France. So he's in the UN, and he's he's just ripping them apart for, like, supporting or these neocolonial practices, like, you know, we were yeah. talking about earlier, the financial aid with these super high interest rates. And he starts taking swipes at Germany and other Western countries for their support mm-hmm. of the pro-apartheid regime in South Africa. And he's like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? He even goes as far as to say that he is pro-Palestine. And at okay. this point, the United States is like, okay, who is this guy again? Yeah, you talk a little bit too much. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? You're you hang, a little bit too you're many hanging out with things. Mo- you're hanging out with Gaddafi. You're hanging yeah. out with Castro. You're pro-Palestine. Yeah. Yo, France. Yeah, do, we, do we have to worry about this guy? Who is this guy? Is he? In France, in France has been like, yo, I am drunk off of wine. That's the whole France. <laughs> I've forgotten who. I don't know where I am right now. What are no, we but, doing here? Seriously, France is a pretty brutal colonizer. Yeah, no, they, 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 they escape a lot of scrutiny for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, look how. at look at the cheese. Look at the bread. Uh, look at the, look yeah, at the, the, the meats. Okay. Oh, they're fine. No, 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 they are bad people. Bad also. people. <laughs> Where do you think all the wealth of Paris came from? No, well, um, cheese. No, no, not cheese. No, there's cheese. not enough cheese in the world to. There's not enough cheese to. You spend. You've been to. You've been to Marseille. I haven't. I don't. I don't know. I, with Versailles, it's Versailles. Versailles. The Versailles. Yep. Yeah. Nah. That's not. That's not cheese wealth. That's not cheese wealth. That's not wine wealth. That's. You been to Wisconsin? That's cheese wealth. That's cheese. <laughs> that's, that's right. Green Bay is cheese, <laughs> cheese wealth. wealth. <laughs> to go Wisconsin. Cheese wealth. Okay. Wealth. You know what I mean? And it isn't. It ain't shit, man. There's nothing. There's, you don't get anything off cheese no. wealth. You get a two-story house, and you get a you get a stepson who doesn't like you. And you got that's what cheese you got, wealth you, gets and you. You're, and you got a daughter with a heroin addiction. That's what you oh, got yeah, with no. cheese wealth. Like, Oof. Nope. Great Lakes region is wild right now. <laughs> it's doing it's not, <laughs> the it's heroin not is tearing that part of the country yeah. apart. <laughs> in order to keep, so in order to kind of, I guess, start off the new government on a good foot and try to dampen mm-hmm. corruption as much as possible. Or at least set set the set him back on the proper course is he sets up these things called the people people's revolutionary tribunals or TPRs, which is like a new court system that's a mixture of both civilians and bureaucrats. Yeah. And he starts trying trying all the former officials and bureaucrats and businessmen from the old regimes that were accused of like financial crimes and embezzlement and wow. everything, and has them put the money that they took back inside of the government. That's dope. And coupling with that, he was known for like government austerity measures. And commonly austerity, when it was said, austerity meant austerity for the people and that taxes are going to go up and we're going to cut government programs and raise commodity prices, blah, blah, yeah. blah. 
the people are going to pay for these austerity measures, but not Sankara's government. Sankara, they turned it on themselves. And he did things like he eliminated government bonuses and reduced the size of the government's auto fleet, like sold off all their extra cars. And he started consolidating the new government to where he's like, we don't need two positions. We don't need two different officials who are in charge of the same role. I can have one person do the duties of two people and then send the other guy out into the countryside to go work at a different government office and like bring the government to the rural areas as well. Okay, CIA, NSA, FBI, one of those does yes, not need that's to. right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, think, like, I think NSA. I think we could probably consolidate yeah, NSA, the FBI like, and the is, NSA. We don't need yeah. three. CIA, you, that's like foreign FBI. That's the way I yeah. like to think. FBI in the country, CIA outside of the mm-hmm. country. NSA. NSA just is like listening and knows what you masturbate to. NSA is why we're paying so many goddamn taxes, right? Yeah, like get rid of the NSA. There's like four. Taxes will go like, down. There's like three more of them also. Like, yeah. Like, that's, we have a lot of corruption and a lot of like just stuff five different downsized. branches of government all doing the same thing. Sankar is like, no, nah, we just need one branch to do that one, one thing. All you, you government do- bureaucrats might be pissed off that you lost your job. You're going to go work on a collective farm in the countryside. Have fucking fun, right? That's, this is what I think this is what Bernie's talking about. Yeah, exactly, man. He, he would have been a Bernie good. bro. But we got a Bernie bro it down, man. We gotta, he, he, was, he was ahead of his yeah, time. Man. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I feel like really portrays these austerity measures more than anything is at that uh, at that UN visit we were talking about when Sankara goes there, they've got one hotel room and all of the accompanying officials and bureaucrats that come with them on that trip. He makes them bring like mattresses and he's like, we're all going to share one room. You guys are sleeping in a mattress on the fucking floor. You don't get your own room. Like we're a poor ass it. country. We're a poor though. ass country. We can't we're be spending money yeah. like we aren't. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's not gonna be on this hotel room. If I'm gonna spend money, it's gonna be on a child's education. Exactly. Not your fucking yeah. bureaucrat bullshit. Not your limo. Not your cocaine. Yeah. Not your expensive twenty-five yeah. year old blonde prostitute. It's not. That's happening. how you gotta do it. Sleep gotta, on the fucking floor. You actually need that. To, that's how you get trade deals done. Yeah, with, uh, it's, with Chile. it's also it's how you how you don't make blonde prostitutes and cocaine. That's how. Yeah, that's how. That's the whole the whole way that Chile operates. Prostitutes. I don't know that. God, another country. Ever since Pinochet, you know. <laughs> Pinochet, Pinochet. Great, great name, bad guy. Sounds like a wine. <laughs> no, 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 they make a lot of good wine, but there's a lot of blood. There's yeah. Pinochet mixing them with the wine and the Chilean hills and in Chile. He also launches a women's empowerment campaign, which is it aimed at setting up divorce by mutual consent. It gave women the right to inherit, uh, ended practice, practices like genital mutilation and forced marriage okay. and polygamy as well. However, so, this is. This guy's a great guy. He's a great dude. Not a, that wasn't as successful though. <laughs> no, it wasn't because like those practices, like it said that they were just too entrenched culturally, and that they yeah. didn't really amount to much because people were just like, "What the hell?" Of course, of course, I'm, of course, I'm going to let this dude mutilate my genitals. Like, of course, Jesus I'm going to let this dude cut off my clitoris. That's how we've done it for years. And he's just like, "Yeah, it's oh, a lot." Okay, yeah, you can't, pretty, you can't, can't, can't win every battle. Can't win them all. You know, it's <laughs> can't a shame win them that all. that wasn't the one. Yeah. He also made sure to build up the internal economy of Burkina Faso by bringing control of the state enterprises under the control of a government. So he would appoint like a government director 
to manage affairs of it, like a mining industry or like a cotton production industry or any one of them. So doing that, there was like this internal control of those of the state enterprises and that he more heavily regulated them. And then in order to make sure that the domestic industries could grow, he had this external system where he would he would raise customs duties that way, you know, prices were more competitive and Western goods cost the same as domestically produced goods. And so there's both like internal and external forms of control. Yeah, part of this was also going off that yoke, man. Yeah, man, we're doing it ourselves, you know. Yeah. Another part of this was organizing women to promote a local style called Faso Denfani. So they wouldn't have to import clothes anymore. Women would just make this traditional style and he wore it himself. And like other government officials would wear it. And it, walking it, to walk, talking to talk. Exactly, man. And you know it, I mean? it was it also it, it empowered women because now they have money coming in. They've got like an independent bank account and they've got a means of, of taking care of themselves or earning money on their own. And he had this slogan. Uh, it probably sounds familiar. Let's produce and consume Birkinabi. Support local businesses. Okay, that slogan does not sound fucking familiar. I mean, the 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 one you said second. It's the same idea. Yeah, Yeah, it's the same idea. Don't fucking. That's what I mean. That's (laughs) what I mean. It's like, it sounds, let's produce and support local businesses. That's what he was all about. You know, we're going to build up this economy, and that's not going to happen if we're importing all these Western clothes. Let's wear the traditional shit. Let's wear, like, if we're from Houston, let's wear traditional clothes. That's right. Like, our traditional clothes are just wife beaters because yeah. it's so hot. So it's hot, hot. And cargo down. shorts. And cargo you, shorts. Because you need pockets, man. Yeah, you need pockets <laughs> in this town. You need a pocket town. <laughs> if you don't got pockets, what are you doing? What are you doing? Town, what are you doing? You have I have pockets in this pocket. He he also <laughs> launched a, uh, a literacy campaign. We're gonna kind of skirt by that a little bit. He you know he was just making sure that people could read and know the numbers and everything. He launched that in yeah. like February of 1986. One of the things that I thought was most interesting in that he was so he was such a strong advocate of transparency and making sure that his government didn't take the corrupt turn that former governments did. Yeah. In February of 1987. He opened this thing called the People's Commission for the Prevention of Corruption. And it yeah. was it was designed to like clean up the current administration of corruption charges. And in order to show how committed he was to this, the first thing he does is he puts himself on trial. And he wow, publicizes dude. his assets and the assets of his family. He releases his tax returns. God damn it. Trans- Can I vote for Thomas Sankara in 2020? I wish, Can I vote, man. Vote I, vote this is Sankara the dude. 2020? Like... <laughs> like, like <laughs> That's how you know you can trust this guy. Is he's like, yeah. I've clearly got nothing to hide. You guys want to see my tax returns? I've yeah. sold a government car and put the money into the treasury. I clearly have nothing to fi- hide. Yeah. Who can't we say that about? Huh? Okay. All right. I'll just leave it right. right there. Okay. Hey, man, if you support Trump and you listen to this podcast, Listen to the podcast. Where where, <laughs> like, where are those returns, man? If Thomas, if Thomas no, seriously, Sankara, if the president <laughs> of Burkina Faso can do it in the eighties, why can't he do it now? All right. That, Ask the questions. You know? I know. Where's the where's the returns? He goes he goes even even further down the Bernie Bro path. In July okay. of nineteen eighty seven, there's this meeting of the OAU, which is the Organization of African Unity. Now it's called the African Union. And 
background on this, they call this summit because by 1986, Africa owed $200 billion to Western creditors for the and international aid banks for these like aid packages, and they were just being charged these exorbitantly high interest rates, right? And they're like, yeah. yo, we can't pay this. Can we please renegotiate this or get a lower interest rate or something? And Sankara, he's like, how about we just don't pay it ever at all? Dude, take Let's the just not default. pay it. Fuck it. On your student loan Take debt. A knee what are they going to do? On your student loan debt, what are they going to do? Kill your oh, credit rating? It's already dead. It's fucked. You're fucked. You dude. cannot you're kill never... what you did not create. You're, you're never going to own anything. Just stop paying. It's fine. Just take a knee. Just all right? stop. Stop paying for it. Live off the land. Be homeless. It's better. I, you know, I've been really thinking about starting a go back to the land movement. You know? I might be yeah, okay. okay. Call, just call it what it is homeless. <laughs> you want to join anybody? Any takers? Want to no, join I'm my good back, back that, to the land dog. movement? No, I'm a... good on that. Real close right now. <laughs> you got Taco Tuesdays. You know that's just tacos out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's trash tacos, just, gonna, or as we call it, hang Taco out next Bell. to hang out next to the dumpster behind a torchies and grab a what we can. Living off I mean, the honestly, land, you know. They're throwing that food away, foraging. man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they really are. It's bad. So that meeting, that's one of the last things that happens before the coup that ends Sankara's life on October 15th of 1987. There's a coup. It was overthrown by a very vague popular front headed by none other than Captain Blaise Compoare, which was his deputy at, I think, Poe, what we were talking about earlier. It's like his former friend and held all these government yeah. positions. And there's this radio announcement. He's like just denouncing uh, Sankara. Go ahead. Just, uh, just never trust a dude named fucking Blaze. No, hell no. <laughs> like, no. Like, Doesn't matter like if it's f- I S E or Z E. He's just a, no, no. He's just a bad dude. It sounds like you're on a fucking mountain. You're about to ski race for a lodge or yeah. some shit. Like, like yo, if I if I win the race, I fuck your girlfriend. Like, it sounds like some shit like that. Yeah. There's just a dude named Blaze. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever. <laughs> And there's this big question. There's this kind of who done it about yeah. who's responsible for his death. Obviously, a lot of people point the finger toward the French government and are like, "Yeah, that kind of makes sense." And that he's he's now advocating that they don't pay their debt, and he's hanging out with Castro and Gaddafi, and we don't we don't like this guy anymore. Classic Western assassination yeah. plot. Yeah, that's one. Um, However, there's you also have to look at his internal enemies which are all the disavowed bureaucrats and businessmen who have been prosecuted by the tprs there's like former public officials during his regime who have now lost their bonus or lost their government car or been relocated to the country once they lost their ministry position inside of the capital and then there's the cdr leaders as well themselves there are these things called like gangster cdrs that emerged toward the end which is the dude in charge of the CDR? He would he would have a gun, and yeah. have some power, and he would use that gun and power to like commit robberies and shake people down on the street and rob them. And Sankara so, himself, he put him on trial to like late 1985. He starts cracking down on him through the TPRs, but still, he he made enough enemies internally to where I I think France. The likely explanation is that France cozied up to one of his enemies and was like, hey, how about we overthrow this dude and we'll give you financing in order to do it. And, and then like, the, okay. there's also there's also the like kind of an external enemy, but kind of a closer external enemy 
is that uh, the Ivory Coast, yeah. actually, this is a coastal country, like, right south of Burkina Faso. Yeah. Actually, Ivory Coast, like, draws a lot of its cheap workers from Burkina Faso. Burkina Faso. Huh. And during this time, like, they used to use a lot of cheap workers. I think for, I think they were still doing diamonds and, like, all, like, middle of the stuff. And, like, all their cheap workers for all their industries came from Burkina Faso. Well, they stopped coming because... Burkina Faso was taking care of its people. Now they're being mobilized and, by the CDRs. Mm-hmm. And and there's something that Blaise Campari actually was trained huh. by uh, okay. Ivory, trained and had funded by the Ivory Coast, and w- was backed by the Ivory Coast and France, kind of combined. That's fucked up. Yeah, man, it's fucking look. You look. If you're a poor country, what's 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 the best thing you can have right next to you? Poorer country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's just pecking. What I think yeah, is the most peck it down, peck it down. You know what I mean? Is that Compaore? He's he's openly welcomed by the French government once he yeah. establishes his new government. And worst of yeah. all, I wouldn't Western. call this a smoking gun, but it's close yeah. enough. Is that they give a medal to the guy who commanded Sankara's execution, who's Lieutenant yeah. Gilbert D'Andere. He receives like some medal at the hands of the french officials and he's the guy who who did it you know and, and does anything get do they like did they do it for a reason where burkina faso gets better and more people are are, are better and they have more food no, no. burkina faso just slides just right slides back into right this back shit down hole. to where it was it had a good four years and now it's it's waiting on a new sankara i think this uh the there's also like to think about how france like France like the lot gets a lot of its power from nuclear energy, and apparently like a lot of like it's a what's the a, not a ammonium? What's it called? Uranium. Like or uranium, plutonium. Um, plutonium. One of the things you need for nuclear energy, yeah. you find a shit ton of it in Burkina Faso. Oh shit, that's not good. So yeah. you know what I mean? So you know, France was like, "Oh, you guys are trying to charge us for the things that we okay." Okay. Oh, you guys want what you're actually owed for this uranium that we need. We're okay. going to find right. somebody who... We're going to shop around. We're going to yeah, find we'll shop, somebody we'll who will give us a hey, better price. Let's call the Ivory Coast. Let's call Blaze. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get his, some internal motherfuckers. Because I'm sure, then, I'm sure we'll yeah. get that Compaiori discount if he's, Compaori, if, he's in, it, if he's in power. And Compaiori, like, he literally was just a dictator. slid back. Crazy corruption. All the way until like 2016 or 17, where he got thrown out of office. Jesus. And now they have like, it's like a, they were trying to, you know, do like a non corrupt government. I haven't followed it recently. But yeah, I know he just got thrown out of office in wow. the last, what, 30 years? Hey, what goes around comes around. It all comes around. Although I think he's just like a France kicking. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably. I, would, like, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like, Tom, Thomas is fucking dead. You know what I mean? Like, but it, the bad guys always fucking yep. win. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, if you learn anything from this podcast today, just be corrupt. Just be. It's easier. <laughs> it's, the, it's the. Yeah. You'll no, live. it's fucked no, up. No, it's but fucked up. Thomas Sinkar, great African, West African leader, amazing, amazing person, uh, strove and did things and brought his country, like, from, like, being, like, a, like, 
everybody needing food not having it to yeah. like eliminating hunger or some shit yeah. like that like within yeah. like a three-year period like insanity yeah but by relying on themselves it and cultivating can, themselves you know what i mean it can be it can done. be done i mean if you vote for bernie if you come vote on for bernie, man. bernie bro bernie bro we lost so we lost. many listeners <laughs> Right. <laughs> can't handle the truth, you know. Can't handle fucking these truth of That's right. these <laughs> facts, man. Well, that was our episode on Thomas Sankara, uh Todd Fried History. Uh Henry, what you got coming up? Fuck all man. I ain't got shit. Okay, this <laughs> a lot of it's you, up and down. You heard life it here of a comedian. First, you know? Life the life of a comedian, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what, I mean? The, what you got? Anything? Uh, what I got life oh on the 14th the Valentine's Day weekend I'm in Houston doing a show uh, with uh, Chappelle Lacey from Comedy Central uh, regular at the Comedy Store featuring for him Um, the 14th I think I'm in March the 14th I'm in I'm in Texas City um yeah, the, oh, also that weekend I'll be doing a clean show at 6 p.m. at the Secret Group on the, the Friday. Yeah, man, so we got a lot of interesting things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out life, you know what I mean? Yeah. What about, so, yeah, no, you said you don't have shit. I uh, This is a lot of hard fried history coming That's at right. you. That's right, yep. <laughs> a lot more new eps. <laughs> a lot more new episodes. All right, guys. Make um, sure you review and subscribe and rate us and uh, check us out on Instagram at Hard Fried History, Twitter HFH Podcast. You can see what we read. You can see our posts. You can see all sorts of cool shit that we got on there. Facebook Hard Fried History. That's right. Um, follow Josh B at all on everything. Joshua B Stokes, Josh Stokes. It's I'm there. I'm the black guy with the freckles. Uh, Henry, what's your what's your information? I changed it at long last. I am now uh, Ratch Daddy Price. <sighs> and it got worse. <laughs> <laughs> and it got worse. Hey, <laughs> I was I was drunk. And... Okay, yeah, I was like, who the fuck is this Ratch Doll? <laughs> Alright guys, that's uh that's been an episode of Hard Fight History. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time. Peace out.